Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. I'm just playing around with a <laughs> an intro that I actually did quite a while ago, maybe a few months, and I just, I don't know, to the energy of the new calendar year 2016 just has me trying something new. Um, before I say too much, let me double check that I can be heard. We did have an instant or an incident <laughs> a couple of shows ago where I was not actually even recording and I talked for two whole hours <laughs> to myself, apparently. So until I can confirm that. Okay, I hear myself. Um, welcome. Yay, y'all heard. That's not any kind of official introduction. I, I downloaded an app on my phone and was just playing around uh, with some voice uh, work. So, um, But definitely in store for 2016 is some more official things for the show as we continue to grow and expand. Band. I am so excited to be back with you guys for another week ahead. Um, we're live uh, on online. If you're listening, checking us out on Blog Talk Radio. If you'd like to call in, have a question, comment, uh, please feel free to dial 818-369-0368. If you just want to listen, that's fine. If you actually have a question or comment, just press one on the keypad. Um, what else? We got the chat open. We chatting. <laughs> we don't chat during the show, but if you have anything, uh, feel free to drop it there or if you want to chat with other listeners as well. Oh, man, y'all. Is, do y'all feel it? It's a, we're coming up on a new moon, right? Right? And... It's a new calendar year, 2016. The new moon's in Capricorn. I mean, just new things popping, right? And and so we got new things going on here as well, not just playing around with um, introduction <laughs> snippets uh, from voice apps. But um, additionally, uh, some of uh, Mama's babies, some of my most valuable, precious, clients have inspired me to come up with a new service that I'm rolling out here in 2016, okay? So get ready, get ready. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Um, Something new that is going on right now is I am opening up my line for teaching purposes as well as consulting purposes. Obviously, I've already been doing um, quite a bit of consulting, but I am being asked left and right. Uh, people seem to appreciate my delivery style and, you know, my uh, upfrontness, bluntness, you know, just telling it like it is. And I get a lot of great feedback from um people I've consulted with about that and I just continue to get asked when are you going to put a class together or teach something and 
as opposed to burdening myself, especially at a sensitive time like this, a Mercury retrograde, where you're not really just doing a whole lot of new initiatives, I feel more comfortable with kind of Mercury retrograding and revamping what I've already been doing. So as of now, you can uh, Gmail me. You can Gmail me at mamadataastrology, and um, I can until I get my uh, everything set up on the back end with my website. I'll just be sending out invoices. It's pretty. It's just a one step process, so it should be fairly easy. But um, Gmail me, and I can set you up. What I'm doing is every week you can have an hour worth of phone time with me if you want. Additionally, what you'll get with that hour's worth of phone time every week during the month is a monthly report to go along with it. So you have something to reference. You have some, whether you talk to me or not, but uh, you have something in addition to um, the consultation or the teaching. Um, one of the clients I have, she just wants me to go with her really slow like I'm teaching a child. And so we can do that based on monthly transit reports. We can do that based on uh, the birth chart report. If you've ordered one from me, we can be going over that or things that may be coming up transit to those natal or birth planets or points. Let's get into it. An hour a week, every week of the month may not be enough for some, so I'm also offering two hours per week um, for the month, um, in addition to the monthly transit report that you can get. And the final thing I'm offering is actually an open line, an open line during normal business hours, um, not including Wednesdays, which are show days, and not including weekends. But any other time during business hours, any other day during business hours, for those who choose to, um, it'll be invoiced separately, but um, same package deal, um, but instead of one or two hours per week, anytime my phone line's open, you can contact me or we can talk if I'm not obviously um, consulting with someone else. So, yay! <laughs> it's, I'm not going to discuss prices um, on the air, but it's very reasonable. If you've um, ever purchased a report from me or an hour consultation from me before, it's almost the exact same price except throw in an, um, a monthly transit report <laughs> as a cherry on top. Really my way of saying thank you. I'm always, whatever my prices are, I'm, I, you can guarantee I'm always giving you more in value, way more in value than you're actually paying for. That's my guarantee and my promise. I love what I do. I was doing it when I wasn't getting a penny for it. So this is just an extension of my gratitude, my way of saying thank you for a powerful just handful of months in 2015, y'all. We just started in May. Just a handful of months in 2015, and look at us now. <laughs> All right. So uh, I just uh, put notes, a quick little statement in my notes for you guys just so I wouldn't forget, so bear with me. Um, I just want to say thank you for entrusting Mama Dada Astrology with your precious personal birth information. It is our divine pleasure to serve in this day and time. 
okay? We are at least a week ahead, if not light years more, in our mission to master our destinies using the wonderful tool of astrology and in 2016 even more spiritual tools, okay? Mama's babies, there is no end to the possibilities and potentialities that life favors for those who believe and know. If y'all want to continue the ride, (laughs) invite a friend to listen, okay? Please share the link um, to the show, uh, the email address, and and, and all the wonderful information that we discuss here. Um, Those you share it with and those that are around you will notice your mastery, and we should freely share anyway the gifts that we have been so freely given, okay? So let's keep going, let's keep flowing, and keep growing, okay? I love y'all. Let's get into it. All right, from last week, I ain't, we not t- I don't even want to stop long enough to say uh, uh, because <laughs> we ran um, out of time last week. I hate to say it like that because I know that timing is so divine. Uh, but we didn't get to cover in last week's show the Jupiter retrograde and uh, accompanying horoscopes for those signs that are directly affected. I'm not going to do all signs. Uh, get with me, Gmail me if you want to find out personally how uh, Jupiter retrograde is affecting you. And I'm going to mention some stuff about it also because there's a Jupiter transit coming up in the week ahead. So that's going to be some general information. If you want specifics, Gmail me. Um, In addition to the Jupiter retrograde information, we're going to obviously cover the Capricorn new moon. This is where I'm going to be having like sound effects and stuff going forward. But um, yes, the Capricorn new moon and those subsequent um, horoscopes for certain, and then we will go ahead and jump into our week ahead, which this week is covering January the 10th through January the 16th. That's Sunday through Saturday, okay? Um, uh, Today, Wednesday the 6th, uh, the moon just went into Sag early this rising, around midnight, something. And so hopefully... After all this Scorpio moon intensity and deepness, <laughs> the intimacy you never really wanted to be participating in <laughs> but got caught uh, caught in, um, is, is hopefully with the Sag moon coming in, this rising, you're feeling a little freer, a little more open, a little more uh, optimistic, okay? So... That's where we're at right now. I I did go through all of that in last week's Your Week Ahead. Please note that the link for the previous week is always and is today um, in the episode information. It's a hyperlink on the word here, so you can click there or here, (laughs) and um, you'll be directed right to it and get get yourself caught up on this week, get yourself in a power position for this week and the rest of this week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode already, okay? We stay ahead over here. So if you got to go back, do what you got to do. But get caught up. Stay ahead with us, all right? Okay, so January the 7th, which is tomorrow, Jupiter retrograde grades, right? 
And this Jupiter retrograde is um it, it's it's retrograding in Virgo. And the and the major thing to kinda know is that Jupiter being going having been going forward in Virgo since last year in twenty fifteen, um Virgo is not necessarily Jupiter's favorite place to be because Jupiter is about what? Expansion, growth, you know, the bigger picture, the long-distance journeys. And what is Virgo? The exact opposite, the details, the nitpicking, the overanalyzing, and seeing very much the minutia of a thing, okay? And so you may not really have up until tomorrow <laughs> and potentially already sensing it and feeling it it's it's a it's a, uh, a outer you know a farther out transiting planet not so far out as Neptune uh, Uranus and Pluto but farther out nonetheless um not all astrologers consider Jupiter and Saturn personal planets um when i do report uh, for people, and I'm looking into um, people's questions about what's going on in their lives. I do look at them, but um, all astrologers do not consider those personal planets, just FYI. So up until tomorrow around this time, <clears throat> you may not have been feeling like you're getting all there is to get out of Jupiter's transit through Virgo because it's just so... Out of what Jupiter retrograding is is going to do for us is allow us to see this Jupiter in Virgo from fresh eyes, new eyes, a bigger perspective, a brighter perspective, a more positive perspective, and because we're going to be experiencing things such uh, differently in those ways better, okay, in whatever area of life. Um, you know, or house that it happens to be transiting through. I can tell y'all right now, I'm not going to tell y'all what house it's transiting because I don't want to tell them my business like that, and no, I'm just playing. But um, it, I'm, I, for one, having my sun sign ruled by Jupiter, am very happy to see <laughs> Jupiter retrograding, especially in the house that it is. So, um once again, if y'all, if you don't know where Jupiter is retrograding in your personal chart, Gmail me, okay? Y'all see that's my new catchphrase for 2016, Gmail me, <laughs> Astrology. okay? Um, so I'm going to go through the houses real quick so you'll know, and then I'm going to go back and break it down just a little bit for each um, sign that is significantly affected by this transit. We're all affected by it in a general sense, but there's some focus for some in particular areas that should be addressing. You know, I want to give you all a heads up. So for Virgos, of course, this Jupiter transit is happening in your first house because it's happening in Virgo, right? So that means for Libras, it's happening in your second, Scorpio, your third, Sag, your fourth, Capricorn, your fifth, Aquarius, your sixth, Pisces, your seventh, Aries, your eighth, Taurus, your ninth, Gemini, your tenth, Cancer, eleventh, and Leo, twelfth, okay? Um, and just as a little side note, because I see so many charts 
on any given day or week, right? And I guess I'm like an anomaly or something because I just thought it was normal not to have retrograde planets in your chart. Um, But many, 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 many people have one, if not more than one, planet retrograding in their natal chart. I was actually looking up some statistics, and it's extremely rare that I don't have any retrograde planets in my chart. And it equally, it would be equally as rare, extremely, (laughs) to have, you know, uh, I believe it's five or six, because obviously the sun never retrogrades, the moon never retrogrades. So, um uh, I believe that would be just five, and that's a rarity, extreme rarity as well. But if you happen to have Jupiter retrograding your natal chart or know someone that does, um, these people, or you, can be a little too pessimistic, okay? That's the planet of optimism retrograding in your natal chart. That's the imprint on your entire incarnation here. So, what that can cause is a tendency to be too pessimistic, a tendency to lack imagination, um, and it's it, it, the energy of it is like the dark side of Saturn. So um, if you actually have Jupiter and Saturn retrograde in your chart, the effects sort of cancel each other out, it, it is said, okay? Um you generally feel them most when you only have one or the other, Jupiter or Saturn retrograde in your chart. And so um, any personal planet, be it Jupiter, Saturn, or any of them, um, that are in retrograde in your natal chart will tend to have more of an influence on your personality, okay? So let me start with my Virgos. Um, it's, it's retrograding at 23 degrees, and that is in the third deacon. Zero to nine is the first, remember. Ten to 19 is the second, and I'm talking degrees here. And 20 to 29 degrees is the third. So if this is 23rd, that's in that third deacon, okay? So if you've got sun here for Virgos, that would mean you're born between September 13th and 22nd. Um, If you've got ascendant there, you just want to look at those degrees. Is it covering the 20th through the 29th degree? If so, it's in that third deacon, and you would want to pay attention to that ascendant and how it's um, being affected or any other significant um, natal planet or point. Y'all just give me one second. My temperature will be fine, but once I start doing the show, guess what? (laughs) I get hot. Okay, Uh, Virgo Deacon 3, those born September 13th to 22nd, Jupiter obviously is in your Deacon until the end of February this year, okay? And these um, horoscopes are coming from Astrology King. Okay, Astrology King, yes. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay, Jupiter in your deacon until the end of February is just one reason you are probably having a better start than many to 2016, okay, Virgo Deacon 3s? A series of beneficial influence um, combined 
a series of these beneficial influences are combining to unleash all the happiness and good fortune that Jupiter has to offer. A strong retrograde theme developing this month um, due to Mercury and Jupiter retrograding means that you should experience growth in areas that you've been working on in recent weeks and months. And months. you will actually experience the most fortunate Jupiter conjunction, this most fortunate Jupiter conjunction to your deacon again from mid-July to early September 2016, okay, because Jupiter at some point is going to start, is going to station direct again, okay, and start moving right back through these degrees that it's moving for all intents and purposes backwards through, right, and, uh, well, as of tomorrow when it stations. So um, my Virgos, uh, Deacon 3s, this transit is very promising, and it suggests plenty of personal, spiritual, and material growth, okay? Success can be achieved in what area of life that needs more fulfillment for you. So just, I mean, it's your world, Virgo. (laughs) Do your thing. Enjoy. Um, on a on a larger scale for um, Virgo Deacon twos, those born September third to twelfth, and I mean when I say that, I just mean on down the line, just kind of give you a heads up. Uh, Virgo Deacon two, Deacon twos born September third to twelfth, around February twentieth um, to July twentieth is going to be a really fortunate period of the year for you because it's going to it will have retrograded back from the third deacon into the second deacon, your deacon, um, and it's going to last longer than it normally would because of the retrograde. So Jupiter is going to be adding even more confidence, good feelings, opportunities to increase your wealth, Virgo to deacon dudes. And there's uh, the possibility for long-distance travel, further education, or new relationships that expand your horizons. Um, As you also have some more challenging influence um, during this lucky streak, much will depend on timing, okay? So be sensitive to timing, Virgo Deacon 2. Sagittarius. Sagittarius Deacon 3s. Those born between December 12th and 21st, Jupiter is actually squaring your deacon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> just kidding. Um, squares are just challenges, and we deal with those all the time. We can do it, Sagittarius. If anybody can do it, we can. We got the right attitude, right? Positive attitude. But, yeah, Jupiter squaring that third deacon uh, between November 28th and February 29th. And it is creating some tests and challenges relating to growth and luck, okay? You will feel the urge to expand your horizons, try new things, bigger and better things, to have more fun and make more money. The trick here is not to spread yourself too thin, thereby wasting your energy and talents, all right? And so the retrograde is making this last a little longer than it normally would, Sagittarius seeking threes. Um, and, yeah, uh, it'll be hitting again between July and September of this year. Uh, but it's, again, very promising, much opportunity, I'm talking about Jupiter here, expansive opportunities for personal, spiritual, and material growth. Now, on down the line, Sagittarius Deacon 2, those born December 2nd through 11th, 
Jupiter's retrograding back to square you. Okay, so between February 20th and July 20th, your desire to break free of responsibilities and restrictions placed upon you by um, uh, the eclipse in Saturn is going to increase, okay? But it can also exaggerate um, gloomy feelings and frustration. So be mindful of that, says um, Deacon Tews, that the challenge that you may be perceiving may be a bit exaggerated, okay, due to particular feelings and frustrations that you may be experiencing during this time. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, uh, what you want to do is uh, make your own luck. <laughs> Sad, that's what you do. What you want to do is make your luck, your own luck, because it's possible under this influence. This is your energy right here, our energy. So um, you may, though, have to limit your goals to just one or two, though, so you don't scatter your energy. That Jupiter, we, we don't need no Sagittarius. Uh, <laughs> we don't need no introduction or assistance in expanding or, or, or growing or being optimistic, uh, and that pertains to our energy, too. So to, to help maneuver through this a little easier, you may want to consider narrowing your focus to one or two goals only, okay? I mean, hey, it's to each their own, but this may come up, and so I'm, that's why I'm giving you a heads up about it now. Pisces, whoop, whoop. Pisces, Deacon 3, those born May, March the 11th through the 20th. Um, Jupiter is opposite, okay, opposition, uh, partnerships, that's the other, the other person other than you. <laughs> um, Jupiter is opposite your deacon. Um, it's been opposite it since November 18th, and it will continue to oppose your deacon until the end of February, the 29th, the very last day. And it can actually bring, you know, Jupiter is kind of like Venus. They're these beneficent um, entities, body, planetary bodies, that even when they're in a challenging position, you know, that's why I say with Sag in the square, it's like, really? Sag, you're already ruled by Jupiter. This ain't nothing to you. (laughs) And even more so if you have Jupiter retrograding natally as a Sag. But um, even with the opposition, it it doesn't quite suck. (laughs) So uh, this period for Pisces Deacon 3s can actually bring growth and good fortune if you maintain high moral and ethical standards. If you have been slack or lazy in any area of life, then it might become apparent that you need to pick your act up, okay? Get it together, basically. Um, if you find that you need to. But generally, you should not expect any serious problems from this transit. It might be more of a turning point that you experience where you reflect on what you have and what you really need to make you truly happy, okay? So this is extended. It's going to be repeated um, from July to September of this year. and and you really just have a, a very promising opportunity for success, okay? The kind of success can be achieved in whatever area of life that needs more fulfillment. 
from the love relationships to breaking addictions, overseas travels, and accumulating wealth. I'll just jump in. Well, uh, Pisces Deacon 2, those born February 29th to March 10th, it's going to be opposing your Deacon next, okay? So be on the lookout February 20th to July the 20th. And uh, you're, it's going to increase your urge to get ahead and make the most of any opportunities. Moderation will be the key, though, uh, Pisces Deacon 2, uh, to dealing with the excessive nature of the transit. This won't be so difficult for you as Saturn is providing a, a conservative influence for you. Um And, and for yeah, and for some um, yeah, Pisces Deacon too. I apologize, y'all. My eyes were jumping around my notes. Uh, the transit does suggest for you, Pisces Deacon too, that you will need to maintain uh, once again strong morals uh, during this period. Avoid a tendency toward greed and extravagance. So that not only goes for Deacon 3 Pisces, but Deacon 2. That's why I thought I read that already, because it's for both Deacon. Um, What I wanted to mention, but my mind, y'all, it's all good. There's so much information in this show and in the week ahead. I just have to slow down. Mercury is retrograding, and I don't need any accidents. Um, for my Gemini's Deacon 3, those born June 11th to 20th, Jupiter is squaring your Deacon, right along with Sag. Um, and so this is going to tend, this energy for you is going to tend to exaggerate and um, your confidence in your ego. Okay? You can get lucky and popular now. And it's okay to be proud of your achievements. Once again, <laughs> the square from Jupiter just doesn't quite suck so bad. You just, just like with Venus, though, um, the only thing I really mention to clients is uh, just to watch for excessiveness, watch for overindulgence, because too much of even a good thing can really make you sick. <laughs> so, um Let's see, uh, you definitely, it's okay to be proud of your achievements, but yes, just like I would say, uh, being too proud or vain and expecting too much of others may cause relationship problems. Um, Jupiter also rules over morals and philosophy, so these areas may be subject of some tension with loved ones or others, especially the men in your life. Um, it's going to last much longer due to the retrograde. It's going to pop up again between July and September. And despite the challenging nature of the square, uh, this is, once again, very promising, okay? Much opportunity embedded in this Jupiter retrograde. So enjoy. Oh, what I was going to mention, just some other things that Jupiter kind of stands for in a woman's chart. Jupiter in your chart is going to be a, a potential indicator for your husband. Jupiter is a plant. It's it's a representative of a male energy. It's representative of a business energy. Of uh, it has a legal aspect to it. Um, 
it's really a major player, okay? Um, the relationship between Jupiter and Saturn mimics or mirrors the relationship between the sun and the moon and even Mars and Venus. So the, the pairing of it uh, is similar to those pairs. Just some stuff that was popping up about Jupiter as I was uh, going through my notes with you guys. I will continue. Um, for Gemini, Deacon 2, those born. Oh, for Gemini, Deacon 3s, also let me just mention how important it is to show some restraint. We are talking about a square here, okay? So if anybody, as much as a Jupiter transit, even a square can be positive, uh, when it is that challenging aspect, there's more room for the negative manifestations of the excessiveness. So um, Gemini Deacon 3s definitely show some restraint and moderation uh, because there is going to be this tendency to take on too much or spend too much. Gemini Deacon 2s, those born June 1st to 10th, uh, Jupiter will be squaring you next from February 20th to July 20th. Um, it's going to increase your urge to break free of limiting conditions. It's going to last a little while. Um, but you can achieve some minor successes during this time. Uh, you just have to, like Deacon 3s, remain conservative. Limit your projects to just one or two, and do not overestimate your resources or capabilities, okay? Libra. Libra. Look at you, Libra Deacon 3. No, no, no. I apologize. Capricorn. Woo, woo. Um, Capricorn trines Virgo. They're both earth signs, okay? So Capricorns get a sense of even more ease with this pleasant transit, okay? So for Capricorns, it's going to be about a time of good feelings and well-being, when you are likely to want to bask in the pleasures of doing nothing <laughs> because the normal challenges and strains of life seem to simply fade away. But because this is a lucky transit and boosts the ego and confidence levels, it is the perfect time to make the effort to get ahead while there is less likelihood of facing opposition or challenges. Yes, Capricorn Deacon 3s take divine advantage of the ease and the flow of harmonious energy in your life. And it's extended. <laughs> it's extended because of the retrograde, so it's going to last even longer than it normally would. And it's going to hit again from July to September. So you have the most and easiest direct, in addition to your, your other fellow Earth sign Taurus, which I'll get to, um, just to just promise personal fulfillment, spiritual and material fulfillment, success in every area of life, okay? Please <laughs> take divine advantage of that. Actually... Libra, I don't have, um, this was one of those transits where I don't have a horoscope for everybody because it's just not uh, affecting everyone's sign or deacon. So, Libra, I do not have one for you. Aries, I do not have one for you. I do have one for Cancer. 
I'm singing all the uh, horoscope signs. I think I'll make that voice um, voice clip next, and I can just push a button for each sign when I get to it. And the cancer one is going to sound like this. Cancer! <laughs> cancer Deacon 3s. Those born July 13th to 22nd. All right, Cancer Deacon 3s. Uh, Jupiter is actually sextiling your deacon until the end of February, okay? So not quite a trine. Trial is not anything to, you know, balk at. We'll take a sextile. Harmonious nonetheless. Um, so there were, you probably, Cancer Deacon 3s, were dealing with some argumentative conditions over uh, the... Uh, the full moon of December 25th, it fell on the holiday. Um, and so it, 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 that energy may have carried over into the new year, may have, okay? Um, and Mercury retrograde could be giving you, could be a culprit in any uh, negativity uh, that you've been experiencing as well. Uh, but the, and the full moon just... just lengthens that, you know, it's just like stuff on top of stuff, but Jupiter is sextiling your deacon for an extended period of time, so there is light at the end of the tunnel for my dear Cancers, we see y'all, we know what you've been going through, and uh, Jupiter sextiling your deacon should um, looking so much better. So this Jupiter sextiling your deacon is really just bringing feelings of joy and optimism, and it also has offers on, on deck for you for good fortune. So don't sleep on that. Be on the lookout for them. See the bigger picture. That's real Jupiter-like anyway. To expand your horizon, see the bigger picture, be open for the new and the good. If if I'm going to tell that to anybody, it's going to be you uh, and I'm sure a couple others. But, yeah, keep your head up, Cancer. Jupiter's here to put a smile on your face. Um, Jupiter retrograde anyway. So, yes, um, success can definitely be achieved for you, my Cancer Deacon 3s, in any area of life that you need more fulfillment in from new love relationships, breaking addictions, overseas travel, accumulating wealth. For my Cancer Deacon 2s, you know what it is. Those born July 2nd to 12th, you got it coming up. You got the transit coming up from February 20th to July the 20th. So you've got that sextile opportunity uh, for increased happiness and good fortune for overseas travel and expanding your horizons and furthering your studies, okay? Um, to increase your wealth and to get more out of life. So be on the lookout, Cancer Deacon 2. See y'all. Scorpio Deacon 3s, those born November 12th to 21st. Yay, Jupiter sextiling your deacon as well. So there's a small opportunity here. I won't say small because you can't say small when you're talking about Jupiter and be taken seriously. Um, it, it's coming into play for you. Jupiter is coming into play for you in a big way, Scorpio Deacon 3s, okay? Uh, 
the growth which Jupiter brings not only applies to your personal development and spiritually, but also materially. Jupiter rules wealth. So that's what I wanted to mention. I mentioned business and everything, but yes, wealth. Jupiter rules wealth. So you may have some luck here with finances and possessions, growing your net worth. Good things are attracted to you, Scorpio Deacon 3. Um, the 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 transit is extended for you. It's going to hit again between July and September. And um, whatever area of growth that you've already been developing is so important that extra time is needed to take stock and make sure everything is in order before you continue. So take divine advantage of that time, this time as well, for those reasons, um, Scorpio Deacon 3. Uh, it's this this transit of Jupiter sextiling your deacon is going to provide good cheer, good luck, and good relationships. Good for you. And um, <laughs> since it's occurring again later in the year, uh, not only do you get two bites of the cherry, so to speak, but each bite lasts a very long time due to the retrograde motion. So enjoy Scorpio Deacon 3. Scorpio Deacon 2, those born November 2nd to 11th, watch out. February 20th to July 20th, the good fortune is coming to you. <clears throat> you already experienced some of this late last year, and it's coming back. And it's lasting much longer because of the retrograde of Jupiter. And so this is extremely fortunate for Deacon 2 that the good luck is coming back to you, um, not only because it's an extended lucky streak, but because it's backed up by excellent solar eclipses. This is going to be happening for you uh, in eclipse season, okay, that's uh, in March. And there's another one, uh, I'm going to say September or October, I apologize, but it's once at the beginning, more towards the beginning in March, and then the other, yes, it's September. Okay, so, um, and and it links up with your transforming Pluto transit that you're having twice. So there will be many opportunities, Scorpio Deacon 3, to increase your wealth and happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy as well that, And then y'all want to put Scorpio Y'all so stinky with it Because y'all are ruled by Pluto Then you want to put a powerful Pluto transit On top of a powerful Jupiter transit uh, Scorpio y'all might be having The best Jupiter retrograde ever Just FYI Scorpio rising Alright Aquarius Got nothing for you, but hey, once again, for those that I don't have a specific horoscope for, that does not mean this transit of Jupiter retrograde is not affecting you. I guarantee it's affecting you. I guarantee you will see expansion, growth, prosperity, advancement, positivity in some area of your life. Get with me. Gmail me. And I got to have a button for that too. Gmail me. And, um, and we can... Definitely take a look at that for you as well. All right, Taurus. Taurus, Deacon 3s, those born May 11th to 20th. Um, you should have actually been experiencing some more happier conditions over 
the December 25th full moon holiday period, okay? And that is set to continue um, for many reasons. Main one being Jupiter is actually trining your deacon, like I said of Virgo earlier. Um, I, I apologize of Capricorn earlier being the trine in the same element family, Earth, as where the uh, retrograde is actually happening in Virgo. So, yep, my Capricorns and my Tauruses, y'all getting hooked up too. Uh, Let's see, Taurus Deacon 3s, what you don't want to do is you don't want to let this most fortunate transit go to waste because there is a great opportunity to make money on investments and all sorts of financial deals. Your personal relationships can be enriched by your positive attitude and sociability, as can your your own personal growth and self-esteem, okay? You know, you you should be seeing the benefits, Taurus, internally as well as externally. Um, it's going to last a long time. It's going to hit again between July and September. It's, you know, uh, impacted by the eclipses. And so it's just a, a lucky streak time for you, Taurus. Try, it's a trine. It's the mo- most harmonious and easy flow of energy uh, that this Jupiter retrograde is happening in for you. Uh, so you should be experiencing boosts to your ego and confidence levels. Um, it, it, it's the perfect time to make the effort to get ahead because there's that less likelihood of facing the opposition and challenges just like for um, Capricorn. And a lot of the growth and fortune for you, Taurus, Deacon um, Threes, will be in your love life as the solar eclipse theme was the healing of broken hearts, okay? And so you're going to have this transit again. Uh, Taurus, Deacon Twos, those born May 1st to 10th, you're going to have Jupiter trining your Deacon uh, February 20th to July 20th. Um, Lucky Street, just like with Deacon Three. And you really can't expect happiness and contentment in all areas of life, uh, Taurus Deacon 2s, okay? You just got to wait a little. You just got to let Deacon 3 Taurus have at it first. <laughs> um, but it's going to be going on so long. It just, it, I just broke it down like that just uh, for the sake of the dates and y'all knowing when to look out for this energy to start showing up. Taurus <clears throat> um, Deacon 2s. Expect the happiness, expect the contentment, expect the opportunities for wealth creation, um, expect uh, the travel, long distance, and the education being furthered. Leo, nothing for you, but, yeah, get with me if you just want to know details of where this is hitting for you. All right, we got through the Jupiter retrograde um, information and horoscopes on to the new moon, and then to the new week ahead, okay? New moon in Capricorn. That is occurring this coming Saturday, January. Let me make sure I say that right. Yes, this coming Saturday, January the 9th, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at the 19th degree of Capricorn, Okay. Now, we went over deacons earlier. I told y'all 0 to 9 is the first, 10 to 19 is the second, 20 to 29 is the third. So with this falling in the 10 to 19, at 19 degrees, right at the tail end of the second deacon, guess what? 
the horoscopes I have for y'all are for Deacon 2, but then I'm hollering at Deacon 3 as well, um, simply because it's that close. You can't be that close to the 20th degree at 19 degrees and not consider uh, that 20th degree, maybe even the 21st as well. So Deacon 3s, y'all y'all are, uh, need to listen up as well. All right, we're talking new moon here. Now, when we're talking new moon, guess what? We're automatically talking full moon because these um, moon cycles are linked. They don't happen independently of each other. The full moon we had on December 21st didn't just happen uh, in a, a, a vacuum. No, it is a part of, of, of cyclical, you know, these cycles that go on and on and on. Web search Fibonacci sequence, okay? <laughs> um, so the sun is still in Capricorn, right? We know this because when we have a new moon in Capricorn, that means the sun is in Capricorn and the moon is in Capricorn, and they're lining up, they're conjunct, they're in the same, sharing the same area of space, and you can't, you tend not to be able to see it in the night sky. Some can. Some can perceive it. Um, but it represents a, a time of, it's, it has that kind of winter solstice energy on it. The dark night, the dark moon, okay, the new moon. And so it's just brimming with possibilities, but how do I put it? It's brimming with possibilities, but you're you gotta wait on the manifestation. You hear? Okay, we got a new moon where it's brimming with possibilities, and the full moon is the manifestation, the culmination, the end result per se. Okay? So these are how the full and new moon cycles are linked. And they're linked by quarter moon cycles and, and other cycles in between them. But th- those are the main ones, new and full. And we're talking about a new moon now in Capricorn. Now, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is the planet of karma. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, mama's babies, karma. <laughs> um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it might be a bitch. <laughs> I mean, because it's real and it's exact and it's 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 on time, you know, it's never late. Karma is it's it's I tend to wanna to say it's beautiful because I do my damnedest. I promise I do. <laughs> and that's why I probably sound so chipper with y'all half the time because I, I'm doing the work. It's not easy work all the time to rack up good karma. Sometimes it's hard as hell not to slap somebody or go slap off. But if you slap somebody, you you your karma could be getting punched out. It could. If you go slap off on somebody, your karma could, and it may not take a, a cycle. It may just take a second. If you go slap off on somebody, your karma could be that you're overheard by somebody that, you know, is, is influential in, in, in an arena you want to be in. 
and it just came back on you like that. It doesn't, karma is not good or bad. It is what it is. You make it what it is. We make it what it is. And that's the season when we're in. It's Capricorn season, baby. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. That means it's karma season. And karma is real. (laughs) And if you have not been sowing great seeds, she just might be a bitch. So I think I've used my allotted count of explicative expletives (laughs) expletives <laughs> this episode so y'all just bear with me it's it's i'm i'm really setting a tone for the the depth and the and the gravity of this season because it's real i'm looking at it with such fresh eyes it got it got set off with the winter solstice that began capricorn season that began karma season and and for those who have been sowing the good seed I hate to use that word, good or bad, but for those who have been sowing seeds that they want to reap a harvest on, it's 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 reaping season. For those who have sown seeds that they ooh just pray them seeds never grow up. <laughs> Guess what, baby? It's reaping season for you too. And because Saturn also um it, uh, one of the key words for Saturn Saturn is life lesson. This night, in addition to being your karma season, might just be that life lesson season, hopefully on both ends of the of the spectrum. If you've been sowing those good seeds, get uh, those seeds that you want to reap a harvest on, I bet you're going to keep sowing more of those. That <laughs> if you're reaping some stuff that's like, ooh, I thought that wasn't going to come back per se. <laughs> You know, that's a divine lesson for you as well, to sow some different seeds in this season. Come on, add a new moon when the ground is fertile. Let that be your 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 day uh, uh, or your time where you start sowing some new seeds at the new moon in a karma sign at karma time. Come on. You can you can outdo you. You can outlive your karma. You can start sowing some good seeds to the point where you outlive that bull crap you created. Flip it. Do something different. Capricorn uh, Saturn also gives us endurance. We can start some things that's going to last a while. That's going to have a lasting influence and impact on us and others, depending on what area of your chart it's going to happen in. I'm about to go through that for you, sign by sign. Deacon, the deacons that's being um, directly affected. So, <clears throat> we got a new moon here on the tenth, right? And, of course, just like the full moon on the holiday, December 25th, leading into this new moon, this new moon is feeding into the full moon in Leo at the end of this month, January 24th. I'm showing y'all how it's all just constantly going, relating to the next cycle. So guess what? What you put your focus on and intentions toward this new moon in Capricorn, January the 10th, guess what? What I tell y'all happens at the full moons that follow the new moon, manifestation, culmination, reaping, uh, what you've been doing in the dark moon, 
shine a, a light getting shown on it. This is important. What you what what we're doing here, the important divine karmic work that we're doing at the end of the week on Saturday at this new moon is going to have a direct effect. If you ain't never learned a lesson about karma and reaping what you sow, try it now. Try it now at this new moon and see if by the full moon in Leo on the 24th of January, you don't make your own self out to be a believer one way or the other. Try me. Try it. We're talking about dates with destiny here. December 25th was a date with destiny. This new moon here on the, the 9th, 10th, I'm saying 9th, 10th because it uh, depending on your time zone. It's a date with destiny. That full moon that's going to tell on us on the 24th of January, that's another date with destiny. It's all linked, spending time on it. Even though we haven't gotten into the new week ahead yet, I want to be clear. Sun conjunct Pluto has an effect on this new moon. When you see these, as I talk about these transits here in the upcoming week, the ones that are closer to the beginning of the week, they're tied into this new moon that's happening at the end of this week. When these transits happen close to a new moon, these transits happen close to a full moon, you got to read those in the context of these moon cycles that they are so close to. It's, it's, it's karmically synced, the sun conjuncting Pluto. It's karmically synced with the new moon. So expect to be surprised when things you are destined to have will suddenly come into your life and things you are not destined to have suddenly vanish, and powerfully so. We're talking sun conjunct Pluto here. It's no playing games. Go back to last week's episode and listen to me talk about it. It's going to create a lot of shocks and surprises, all of which will unfold almost immediately and very quickly over the few days as preparations for the new moon. Okay? It's a six. Mercury is conjuncting the sun at the time of this new moon. So whatever you say and see for the sun, you might as well put Mercury there too. I'm about to talk about that in the week ahead, and sun will be in the exact same area of space as Mercury. The appearance of Mercury in this new moon and the fact that it's going, for all intents and purposes, backward, retrograding, is actually going to be good. Thank the creator for Mercury retrograde conjuncting the new moon <laughs> because uh, it, it will give us everyone who wants to uh, pick up the pieces <clears throat> uh, that we've forgotten about, okay? It's a good time for being reminded about anything we've lost and that is truly ours, and it will ensure that we not only get it back, come on, Mercury retrograde, but that we will be able to recognize what we've lost. Mm -mm -mm. It'll all become clearer as Mercury stations direct, but yes, this is an added benefit, believe it or not, to the new moon. So if, if you've been waiting for something that you know is yours, 
it will come during this Mercury retrograde, okay? Because after Mercury retrogrades back into Capricorn, come on, back into karmic territory, and together with the sun, new moon, and Pluto in Capricorn, it's going to ensure that we get the destiny that we should have. I just got through talking to y'all about all this karmic energy, and look at that. Watch Mercury conjunct this new moon, conjunct Pluto and Capricorn, and seal the deal on the destiny that we should have. Um, For sure, when you think about the generation we live in, you know, throw away, microwave, selfish, People people can tend to think that they can use others. That's the that's the uh, Capricorn motto. I use web search it. Each sign has a motto. Capricorns is I use. People think they can use others and then throw them away when they don't need them. But everyone is now learning the karmic lesson that respecting and having good relationships is the secret to karmic success. Uh, The next surprise of all this Capricorn karmic energy is coming at this new moon when we realize who it is someone new or and someone from the past. So the full moon in Leo that's coming up after this new moon is creating the stability. Um, it is going to be filling in the, the, the missing space, the details that uh, when you think of a dark moon, a new moon, it's empty, kind of void. The full moon in Leo after that's going to fill that void in. This new moon, the void, the newness, the the blank, the empty moon in Capricorn is simply creating something destined and new for all of us, okay? Um, It's a karmic time to heal our lives, heal our auras, and really learn to love the gift of life. It probably won't be a hard, too hard of a lesson to learn with um, these really cosmic gifts that the new moon and Capricorn and the full moon and Leo are giving us. Um, very, 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 got to keep saying very important during the sun in Capricorn. Do not complain about anything. Okay? We talking karma here. We talking new moon, new seeds. The universe hears you. Hey, just my advice. <laughs> uh, the theme of Sun and Capricorn this year is to fix, to repair, to turn our lives around from negative to positive. Saturn's influence can be really depressive. It can be really serious. You know, it wants to mature and grow us. So it may not be the easiest thing that I'm suggesting to you, but know that the rewards will be great. Saturn also rewards hard work. So if you've got hard work to do during Capricorn season, hey, you're in, you're going right along with the theme, and you're going to be going right along with that theme 
when you get the rewards that come along with that hard work, okay? Do what you got to do to stay positive and don't fix your mouth to complain, not during Capricorn season, not with Sun and Pluto there, not with the new moon there, because you're going to get what you're complaining about. Um, let's see. Yeah, the the uh, full moon astrology looks really good. So it just puts further emphasis on how vitally important this new moon uh, period is. Because the full moon, if if you do it right, that full moon gonna be everything that you wanted it to be and more. It's the full moon fooling with Saturn. That means it's going to have staying power. It's fooling with Uranus. That means you're going to feel like a breakthrough and something new and just beautiful. Um, I mean, I can dig it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Yep, new destiny. Yeah. That something new is just going to make you love your life even more than you did last year. It'll be exactly what you need coming up with this full moon. And that missing space of your life is going to feel like it's filled in. So I'm, I keep mentioning that full moon because it's linked to this new moon. And I want you all to keep that in mind. When you're going through this weekend, the, the full moon on Saturday, and the and the days preceding it, that's building the energy, and the days after it, that when the energy is taking effect, whatever effects are are kind of settling in. I want you to think about two weeks from now. I I, I want you to let Jupiter retrograde expand your mind beyond the day of the new moon. I want you to associate the night this Saturday with the 24th or the 25th, whenever uh, the full moon hits in in your area at the end of the month when Mercury's stationing directly in and we're all feeling like, you know what, this all didn't suck so bad if this was the end result. Okay? All right. The uh the what's coming is gonna be it's gonna it's gonna feel good and it's gonna feel stable, okay? Not a boring kind of stable, but a happy, vibrant stability. And um it's gonna be defined by something or someone new coming in. It when see so Uranus, that's that breakthrough you were looking for. Catching a break. All right. <clears throat> First Deacon uh, none of this is addressed to you. If you were born and have your son in the first weekend or uh, born in the first, you know, few days of the sign, um, it's not going to be directly affecting you. If you want personal information, Gmail me. <laughs> um, for Capricorns, I'm mentioning you first because the new moon is in Capricorn. That means. Uh, it's in your sign, you're, and it's tra- uh, going through your first house of the self, an identity, and your immediate surroundings. And I've kind of given each of these horoscopes. I'm starting to have fun with the horoscopes, y'all. I'm working on writing them. I'm working on quite a few things in 2016 with uh, some partners, and it's just really exciting how things are just picking up and taking off. 
So, uh, but I, I, what I've been doing with the horoscopes that I get, I actually combine horoscopes from the Dark Pixie Astrology and Astrology King, and I just gave it my own because I do it anyway when I'm uh, referring to the notes and talking to y'all about it. I put my own spin on it. I say stuff the way I want to say it. So I kind of labeled each of these horoscopes. And for Capricorn, yours is divine help breaking through. That's what this new moon is giving you, Capricorn. That breakthrough I was just talking about for everybody and that we're all going to experience something new of some kind that, that we've been long waiting on. Uh, this it, happening in your first house, Capricorn, is just divine, and you really can flip it any way you want. Uh, <clears throat> Capricorn, this is an excellent time here at the new moon for you to give yourself a second chance. Once again, with Mercury retrograde being so inextricably linked to this new moon, because Mercury is conjuncting the sun and a new moon is already the sun conjuncting the moon, that means Mercury and sun and moon conjunct. Mercury is retrograde. That's why this new moon is going to just be a little different than many others because there's an element of rethinking, redoing, revisiting associated with a time period that should be all about new. So we're going to work together and incorporate these themes of new and doing something again and so you'll hear that in the horoscopes, okay? So <clears throat> it is a time of new, but Capricorn, it's a time for you to give yourself a second chance, like a second new for you. You feel me, Capricorn? A second new with anything. It's happening in your first house. Spin the wheel, take your pick, you know. It doesn't matter. Pick something, <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you already have things in mind, so I'm telling you this is an excellent time for you pertaining to whatever that something or someone is that you want a second chance for something new with. Um, this new moon for you uh going to be intense, okay, Capricorn, and the intensity will be extended extended until the new moon of February the 8th. Um, you may be a bit preoccupied setting new goals, be it for your new year of 2016, for the new moon in your sign. It's actually going to be a good moon phase for you, Capricorn, to detox or eliminate addiction or negative behaviors from your life. Uh, the best time if you want to actually start a new project is going to be from the January 9th new moon until the uh, January 23rd, 24th full moon in Leo, okay? Uh, the full moon in Leo, uh, Capricorn, is going to have an unpleasant theme associated with it of psychological abuse, eighth house, Scorpio, Pluto theme. And so relationships are going to be subject, subject to sadness and disappointments for some. 
But for those with an open heart and mind, there is a chance of bringing a brighter future that much closer, okay? And for some other of you Capricorns, um, you are having positive aspects to your deacons. So in the midst of um, such a psychologically uh, tense full moon there at the end of the month with in Leo, um, if you do happen or have been a victim of abuse at home or work, God forbid, you should be able to break free much easier than at other times. You may also be to give support to loved ones going through crisis at the time of the full moon, okay? I'm giving you all a heads up about this in advance, two weeks in advance. Um, Mercury will be retrograding in Capricorn for most of the retrograde. It's still in, um, it retrograded uh, yesterday. It's still in Aquarius right now. But uh, at the, after the 8th, it'll be back in Capricorn the rest of the time until it gets uh, goes back to 14 degrees. And so you have the potential to have a hard time with anything and everything, Capricorn. So note, it is not the best time, even at the time of this new moon, to make, to make long-term decisions or important decisions. You may need some help managing the details. This new moon is coming for you in the middle of a Mercury retrograde that started in Aquarius but spends most of its time in your sign. So keep that in mind. If you don't feel like you can make a long-term decision or an important one and you need help managing details, get the help. Don't make the decision if you can postpone it till after the uh, Mercury is direct again. Okay. Cancer, Cancer. if the new moon's in Capricorn, guess what that means? It's happening in your, op, uh, in your seventh house because Capricorn is opposite Cancer. And I have titled your horoscope, Reconnecting Relationships. Come on, Cancer. Now, <clears throat> for you, the new moon is extending a period for you, Cancer, of testing. Okay, when we're talking seventh house, we're talking opposition, tug of war. And so it's extending these uncomfortable conditions until the new moon next month, February the 8th. That's a, that's a tight heads up for you. So you already know new moon um, testing and uncomfortable conditions are extended through the next new moon. I will say this. It is a great time for cancers to reconnect with someone from the past, okay? That may be something that eases this period of testing and uncomfortable conditions for you. Uh, pick someone you haven't seen or spoken to in a long time and see what they're up to. You can find that reconnecting brings something new to the table See, once again, the theme of Mercury Retrograde, revisiting something, bringing you something new, okay? Um, see what they're up to? You can find that reconnecting brings something new to the table that you didn't realize before. It's also a good time to recommit to something or retry an old compromise. It might work this time. <laughs> um 
with Mercury retrograde most of the month in your relationship sector, Cancer, you can feel like things are completely off. You think you're being clear, but your loved ones don't understand what you're trying to convey, and you try as hard as you can, but you don't understand them either. The lines are crossed and completely jumbled up. This is a good month, however, Cancers, for creative work. Y'all tend to be real good at that, the Cancers I know. So if that's the type of work you do or if you can infuse creativity into the work that you do, Cancers, this can be a good month for work. If not, you can feel frustrated and bored. You can lack focus or discipline and you want more time to goof off so you get less done and really can't stand the details. So try to give yourself as much time as you can away from work that isn't creative so you can use up your creative juices and give your mind the break that it wants and needs for right now. Okay, Cancer, so take it easy on yourself. You're going to kind of feel like doing that anyway, but... If you can infuse the creativity in your work and give yourself the necessary downtime away from work, you're going to make it through just fine. I ain't worried about my cancers. All right, Libra. Another cardinal sign. I did Capricorn first, then Cancer, and now Libra. And what's the last cardinal sign, Mama's Babies? I know y'all learning. It would be Aries. So let me get to Libra first, then Aries. Libra, you are dealing with this new moon in your fourth house. The new moon is squaring or challenging your deacon, okay, uh, I'm, uh, uh, your sign. And so I've titled y'all's horoscope Improving Home Base, okay? You've got a challenging phase starting at the new moon. Once again, just like with um, cancer extending until the February 8th new moon of next month. And so these same kind of uncomfortable conditions, y'all are both dealing with the square. Uh, I'm sorry, they had opposition. But it's still a challenging influence when you're talking about a square, just like with the opposition. It can be. Um, What it is going to be is an excellent time for my Libras to finish a home improvement project that you hadn't gotten around to or hadn't quite finished yet. Remember, we're associating with this theme of newness the theme of kind of going back and redoing something or revisiting something. So for you to revisit something on the home front by way of repairs or improvements, you can also just as easily take advantage of this um, energy Libras by reconnecting with a relative, so a family member, um, or re-strengthening or re-fortifying your internal foundation, Okay. Um, Mercury retrograde starts out in your love sector, Libra, and can throw things off in your love life just temporarily because when it moves into Capricorn out of Aquarius here at the end of this week, uh, that energy is going to shift again. So it may feel like it's thrown off just for a little while. If you're in a relationship, Libra, you can struggle to communicate clearly with your partner. And if you're single, you can easily feel more isolated right now. And if I can, okay. Um, What you can do is focus on your financial health, Libra. 
because this month Mars is going to be entering your money sector. Really, actually, it already did. It entered it on the third um, when it entered Scorpio. And so this is an excellent time for you, Libra, to focus um, on your money, on um, improving your finances. You're going to be really driven and focused, and you have the energy you need to pursue financial opportunities and the courage you need to get started. You can work on the opportunities you have and create new opportunities for yourself. You want to take advantage of the energy over the next couple of months before things get a little wonky for you, specifically Libra, a little later in the year. So... um, I don't know how much I agree with the part about creating the new opportunities. I would say definitely plan for them. Mercury retrograde, I wouldn't create it. I would plan for it. I would write it down. I would review it. I would, you know, research and dig into it a little. Um, And that's just a caveat to your horoscope, Libra. For Aries. Aries, um, the new moon for you is going through your 10th house. Um, of career and life direction, and it's squaring your sign. I titled y'all's horoscope um, a second chance at goals, okay? Any abandoned goals, any um, goals you fell short of, guess what? Second chance. So um, you've been dealing with a bit of a confrontational period. Aries, all my cardinal signs, I have been like for the past few weeks worth of shows, just Mercury, this Mars square, Pluto. I mean, y'all have been going through it, Aries. I was thinking about y'all when I started the show. I was like, ooh, whenever I get to talking to Aries, let me just let them know I'm I'm, I'm in your corner. I'm praying for you, putting some good juju out in the ethers for you and all that because it can't have, it, it, it just, it just can't have been easy here lately. And doesn't look like it's going to let up just yet. So I got to keep it real and just um, let y'all know that uh, Mama Dada Astrology is here. Gmail me. Okay. So, yeah, you've been dealing with a confrontational period, and and this new moon's going to extend it. You're going to still be dealing with it uh, at least through the February 8th new moon, okay? Um. The full moon uh, of, of at the end of the month in Leo, it, it it it's going to. Ugh, I just hate reading stuff that's not all pretty and pink, but I just, I gotta do it. Um, it it's gonna create uncertainty about the future at the full moon. You could definitely be feeling that as opposed to other blissful things. <laughs> um, you could be feeding into the aggression and arguments caused by Mercury retrograde, okay, throughout the moon phase. The best time for you to be proactive in addressing any conflict will not be until the new moon, but it will last through the full moon. Between January 9th and January 23rd, Aries, any um, conflicts that need to be addressed, be proactive about it. Y'all are the sign that don't need no introduction anyway. This is the time to do it. Um, around this time, I would like I've been um, advising y'all for these weeks and weeks and weeks that I've been talking about Mercury, Square, Mars, and Mars 
square Pluto and all that, where it's just been challenging for y'all this particular uh, January 9th through January 23rd is a divine opportunity, okay? Uh, for some of my Aries uh, born just a little later, maybe in the, more towards the third deacon, the December 11th new moon is still in play for y'all, and it continues uh, actually harmonizing influence that it had through this new moon. So you're kind of, for some of my Aries later born, Y'all are kind of dealing with the ending of a, of, a, of a cycle, and it wasn't so bad either. It was actually pretty good, harmonizing. Um, <clears throat> and it really has given some of my Aries the opportunity to reduce their potential for conflict for my later born ones. But for all of my Aries, this new moon is really going to be a powerful new moon like I say, a second chance that goes, um, uh, another opportunity to recommit to an old goal. You can reconnect with an elder since um, the 10th house does rule the parent or someone of maturity. Um, and you can give yourself a second chance with a goal. Try not to make big decisions about your direction right now. I know 10th house rules life direction and long-term, you know, goals, uh, but keep it flexible right now, okay? Um, as flexible as you can, since what you think now is likely not what will remain later. We are in a Mercury retrograde, and it will be still retrograde at the time of this new moon, Aries. It's an excellent time for a second chance at a goal, though, so try working on that, especially around the time of the new moon. All right, all my cardinal signs are taken care of. On to my fix. Starting with Taurus, since the new moon is in Capricorn, it's going to be trining Taurus. That's easy and harmonious. So guess what I'm calling you? It's happening in your ninth house, your Jupiter house, your lucky Sag house too. So <laughs> I titled this horoscope, Learn the Higher Lesson. And the luck is yours, okay? It's all about higher learning for y'all and luck. So January 9th new moon is going to extend this harmonious sun transit through the February 8th new moon, Taurus. So y'all got a while to sit with this wonderful energy. Um, it's really a powerful time, Taurus, for you to start new projects or turn over a new leaf. Obviously, we're keeping Mercury retrograde in mind, but it, but generally it is a great time. Um, you really, even though the full moon at the end of the month is going to have the challenging theme of psychological abuse, you have the power to improve conditions in your life and in the lives of others. When you're having a, come on, Taurus, you're having a trying transit from the new moon in your Lucky ninth house. Get out of here. <laughs> a couple of days after Jupiter retrograde. When you have such powerful, positive, overflowing, overabundant energy with you like this, Taurus, you it's not all for you. You have the power with this energy to improve the conditions in your life and in the lives of others, okay? So don't be selfish with it, Taurus. <laughs> um for some later-born Tauruses, 
uh, more towards the third deacon, your good fortune can be used as well to help loved ones not coping so well. Um, and if you have been suffering from any kind of psychological abuse, this is the ideal time to do something about it because the energy is with you. It's just in your favor, okay? You can do it. If anybody can, you can. Um, this new moon for all of my Tauruses is going to be excellent for going back to school, okay? Relearning something, reevaluating your beliefs or visiting um, a place you've already been before, okay, because ninth house is that, uh, the house of travel, long-distance journey. So uh, Mercury begins, so feel free to travel, Taurus, but make it someplace you've already been uh, this time around. Uh, Mercury is going to begin transit retrograde in your career sector, Taurus, and you have a brief period where things will get a little wonky on the career front. You can have trouble with your goals, you can make bad impressions, (laughs) and you might want to avoid making big decisions for those few days. Not really a few days that Mercury's retrograde, but okay. Your ambitious side grows stronger, and you want to feel as though you're working towards something important. All right, Taurus. Scorpio, my next fixed sign. Um, the new moon is occurring in your third house, okay? And this is sextiling, and it's like a trine, but just, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to compare a sextile and a trine and act like the sextile sucks because it's not a trine. I mean, they're both harmonious. So, hey, Scorpio, I titled your... Um, horoscope effective communication, okay? We're going to be looking at the new moon for you in the context of reviewing, revisiting uh, the way you communicate and making sure that it's as effective as you can make it. Um, For you, Scorpio, the new moon uh, is going to be extended, uh, the, the productive conditions that you find for for shorter distance travel and for communications. It's going to extend into the new moon of February the 8th, okay? Really ideal time for you. Start something new, turn over a new leaf. Um, uh, You do have uh, positive transits going on as well too, Scorpio. So with this, um, you're also in a position to assist loved ones through a crisis if need be at uh, at or around the time of the new moon. Now, for all of my Scorpios, this is an excellent time to pick back up, Mercury Retrograde, old projects that you didn't get to finish and getting them done now or going back to an old idea and giving it another shot. It's also good to have a conversation over again. Uh, Short distance travel is a theme for third house, so, yeah, just kind of like Taurus with the ninth house, Feel free to get your short-distance travel on. You may find more benefit or uh, correspondence with going somewhere you've already been before if if you're doing something in particular like a ritual for the new moon or something. Um, let's see. This is a better month, Scorpio, for be- uh, beginning than it might seem at first glance as long as you're willing to get some of the grunt work done now and not push, 
making great progress right away. This is the time to start from the bottom and work your way up, Scorpio. The full moon that's going to be happening on the 23rd in direct response to this new moon time can give you some success if you've been doing things the right way and you can make progress with your current goals. Remain flexible since Mercury's retrograde and remember that any plans you make now will likely change soon. When you're setting your new moon intentions, especially this this goes for any new moon, but especially when there's a Mercury retrograde, everything we intend doesn't end up manifesting or materializing. We don't we when the, those quarter moons come up to test us, check us, or challenge us, some some of our intentions fall by the wayside. We realize, you know what, it didn't quite meet the challenge, or it's it's not what my soul really intended. It's just you know an idea I had. So uh, even more so with the Mercury retrograde during a new moon. Hmm. I was going to say, if you write a check, don't take it to the bank. I think I'll stick with that one. <laughs> okay, speaking of check, Aquarius, I'm titling your horoscope, Check Your Subconscious Self Before You Wreck, okay? We're talking about 12th house here with your particular new moon in a in a semi-sextile. Um, the new moon of December 11th is actually extending the relaxing and harmonious conditions of last month through this new moon. You, you like a, um, a, some others, are more ending a cycle. Um, but your love life <clears throat> comes in for a lot of attention with a big emphasis on Venus the first half of January. However, the week or so leading up to your birthday may be a little more irritating than you would prefer. It's almost birthday season, Aquarius. I'm really digging this Aquarius energy too because Mercury's already there, and uh, I have I have air signs prominent in my chart, so I'm a little biased. But for some of my later-born Aquarius, although there are not many influences for the start of the new year for you, um, uh, for some of you. Uh, the influences that are there are very positive with a particular focus on creativity and your love life. For all of my Aquarius, this is an excellent time to revisit old issues. Okay, we're talking 12th house here. That's that hidden house. The sub, That's why I say check your subconscious self before you wreck yourself because just as Aquarius, you have a divine opportunity. This full moon in Leo is in your opposite sign at the end of the month. Between you and Leo, y'all neck and neck who going to really tell the story on what this new moon was all about. So this, during the time of this new moon, is the time to revisit old issues and baggage, Aquarius, to deal with your karmic baggage, to recommit to your spiritual beliefs or practices, and let go of something again. You may be getting your mind right for what you may be letting go of for good at the full moon. And because it's happening in your seventh house of partnerships and relationships, it might be in the form of a person. What you also want to do, Aquarius, is settle any subconscious issues that you have. A lot of the work y'all are going to be doing around this new moon, people outside may not be able to see. Twelfth house is an inside job. 12th 
Clubhouse represents confinement, be it a hospital or a prison. So take the divine opportunity for rest, solitude, respite. I heard somebody say respite. It cracked me up. But take that divine time because with the full, uh, such a significant full moon here in just a couple of weeks for you, you don't have, you, you can't play. Check your subconscious self before you wreck yourself, Aquarius. Um, the Mercury retrograde does begin in your sign. So you, even though it's happening mostly in Capricorn, it, for, technically it's the last in a series of Mercury retrogrades in Earth signs. So you may be feeling, like I said, even more so than, than others that I mentioned it to, that a cycle is ending for you in certain areas, particularly, you know, love. So um, you really, with Mercury Retrograde starting out in your sign, can see things going haywire at first, okay? It's going to back on up into Capricorn at the end of the week, but while it's filling your sign, you could be scrambling to get everything on track again, um, and you should be able to do that significantly more successfully after it's in Capricorn. Now, Mars entered your career sector when it entered Scorpio on the 3rd, and that makes this a good month for you to focus on your goals and ambitions. I'm mentioning that because you're going to, when the new moon comes, we're all going to feel it. We're going to want to do something new. And something new is coming at the full moon with, with um, its connection to Uranus. So I'm mentioning Mars to you because it being in your career sector, dear Aquarius, makes this a really good month, i.e. new moon season, uh, new full moon season, to uh, focus on your goals and ambitions. You might want to wait on making long-term plans until February when the retrograde is over so your head is clearer and the sun is in your sign at that time, so you'll have more opportunities, okay? Delay is not denial, Aquarius. Hold on. <laughs> and let's see. Leo. Leo, you've got the new moon happening in your sixth house. Y'all, I'm going to try to have, I don't know what we got to do to make it like a three or four hour show. Do you realize I have not even gotten into the week ahead and we have less than 25 minutes left in the show? I said I wasn't going to do that anymore going over old information, but these that are coming up are so pivotal and life-changing. I had to do it, y'all. That's how much I care about y'all. I can't skip Jupiter retrograde, new moon and Capricorn, karmic Capricorn. How can I skip that? And really, everything that I'm going to... I intended to talk to y'all about in the week ahead is so that gum cushy and flowy and triny and harmonious. It's like, really, do I even need to go through it? Basically, next next week's going to be great. <laughs> I'll give y'all a quick glimpse after I just finish with these last couple of horoscopes. Um, we are at, if I can scroll fast enough, Yes, uh, Leo, sixth house. I'm I'm going to go through it a little more quickly um, just so I can get through it. <clears throat> and if you have more in-depth questions, once again, Gmail me or um, 
you can uh, sign up for the Gmail me either way, but I can speak to you directly about it. I mentioned at the beginning of the show my new services with the open line. You can call. We can go through whatever in your personal natal chart and horoscope that you want to. You just need to know your time of birth. I've been dealing with that a little more here lately than I had before, so let me reiterate. If you don't know your time of birth, it is going to leave a couple of your natal planets and points uh, possibly incorrect. So do what you can. If you can access your birth um, certificate or whatever, um, there are astrologers that actually do chart rectification where your time of birth can be narrowed down. And so I don't offer those services currently, but I encourage you to look into it if you're in that position where you do not know your time of birth. Leo, the new moon is happening in your sixth house of work, career, I apologize, work, health, daily routine, okay? It's a very deep Virgo house. It's a detail-oriented house. Um, The full moon coming up is in your sign. So all I got to say to you, Leo, is it's almost showtime and you best be ready, okay? Um, It's going through your sixth house. Uh, Let's see. So it's an excellent time for going back to an old employer or an old job, giving an old health regimen another try, seeing an old doctor again, reconnecting with old coworkers, or redoing a work project. The harder smart work that you've been doing and will be doing here at the new moon will pay off at the full moon. You are reaping what you've sown, okay, dear Leos. Um, the Mercury retrograde does begin in your relationship sector, but thankfully is only there for a few days. Um, any wonkiness in your relationships are going to be temporary, should be. Um, you can experience issues with work, with the Mercury retrograde, mostly in your work sector, and you have to give yourself extra time to get projects done, okay? It's good for doing work over again, but you'll need to make sure you triple check anything new. Try not to give yourself too many deadlines, Leo, and try not to focus on the details alone. Otherwise, you might miss them. Mercury retrograde. You can be tempted to take on more work to make up for the glitches, but that'll only make things worse. Make it easier on yourself and make your workload light. Got it, Leo? Leo, pay attention. That full moon going to tell on you it's your full moon. It's your full moon from six months ago when the new moon was in Leo, okay? So you got short-term and long-term goals coming to show up and show out and tell on you one way or another. Let Make it good. All right, my mutable signs, Virgo, the new moon's happening in your fifth house of romance, children, hobbies, creativity, dating, um, gambling, games, sports, okay? So what I have to tell you, it's training you because Capricorn and Virgo are both earth signs. So my um, title for you guys is open your heart and have fun. That's your work. (laughs) This is an excellent time, Virgo, for picking back up an old hobby, giving an old creative project another shot, reconnecting with an old love or lover, or getting back in touch with your inner child. 
the Mercury retrograde mostly occurs in your love sector, and if you're in a relationship, this can make communications with your loved ones more strained. You have lots of misunderstandings and have to work harder at being open, okay? Open your heart and have fun. It may not be so easy, though. If you're single, Virgo, you may have your mind stuck on someone from the past that you'd like to come back into your life again, but you need to make sure you're being realistic about what you remember before you reach out to them. You don't want to be with someone you shouldn't be with, and you already know you shouldn't. Mercury retrograde, Virgo, just FYI, is the uh, return, the famous return of the exes time. So just take it easy. Keep your heart open and have fun. But just be mindful of the Mercury retrograde season that we're in, that when exes do come back during a Mercury retrograde, when Mercury goes direct again, they usually get right on going back with it, okay? Uh, It's beginning, Mercury retrograde is beginning in your work sector, Virgo, and you can feel things get thrown off in that arena very temporarily. Just give yourself extra time for work and don't push yourself too hard early in the month. Swagittarius, I think I'm going to say that every time. Y'all just let me do it. Just let me do it. (laughs) Um, For Sagittarius, new moon's happening in your second house of personal finances, your personal possessions, what you personally value and hold dear, and you're experiencing this in the form of a semi-sextile. And I've, oh gosh, I love y'all's hour title, Sagittarius. It is money and love on fleek. Yes, honey. Sagittarius, second house new moon means for you, us. Um, romance is such a major theme. The positive conditions uh, of your birthday, the December 11th new moon, uh, they do kind of cycle through here on the um, January 9th new moon. Uh But romance is still on the menu, and so is personal and material growth um, due to your Jupiter transit as well. But for my Sagittarius, this is an excellent time to pursue old financial opportunities. We're talking a money house here, second house. So it's also a really good time to make money in a way that you already have before, and yet you're revisiting it, and it's providing you something new. It's a great time, Sagittarius, to become confident again. Our self-esteem is found in the second house um, and our sense of security within ourselves. And uh, it's also a great opportunity to improve your security and safety, to feel more safe and secure at this time as well, materially, physically, also um, emotionally and otherwise, uh, but more materially and physically. Um, because second house is ruled by Taurus, which is the earth sign. So I want to keep the emphasis on the physical for all my Sagittarius. Um, You can focus, Sagittarius, on improving the physical connection you have with your partner later this month if you're in a relationship and want to be more sensual. It might be difficult earlier in the month, Sagittarius, okay, Uh, our sensuality is not going to be decreasing with Venus exiting our sign. It's still there now, but it's not going to fade when it goes into Capricorn. If you're single, you can let people come to you and you want to be with someone attractive and who will spoil you, 
but you're not terribly concerned with an emotional or mental connection this month, okay? You can struggle financially with the most uh with most of Mercury retrograde happening in the money sector. That doesn't have to, to be the case, but it's a possibility. Uh, you can also work on trying to manage it, but you need to make sure you're not splurging, okay? Hear me, Sagittarius, on anything that you don't really need and making things work. Focus on old financial opportunities and keep a good eye on your spending. It's easy to end up in a bad spot when you're not paying attention, and Mercury tries to make you lose focus, Mercury retrograde anyway. But don't let that happen. Uh, Venus, when it does enter Capricorn and your money sector can help you make things better. So, Sagittarius, we just like to stretch stuff out, you know, expand. So, I mean, I know it's going to be hard not to splurge, especially when I just told you that when Venus does enter Capricorn, it's going to still be um, in an effort to help your money. Don't take advantage of it. Uh, in in that kind of way, uh, make the most of it, Sag. Okay, just stay positive. Gemini eighth house here, new moon happening in your eighth house. That is a quincunx to the Capricorn energy, but my um, title for y'all's horoscope is restoring intimate relationships is on the menu. Okay, Gemini, restoring intimate relationships is on the menu. Um. You're kind of closing out a phase that began at the December 11th new moon as well. Um, it, it's been difficult for you, Gemini, and uh, it, it, it may have made it hard for you to get ahead so far, um, and you may still want to hold off on starting major major projects until some better stars arrive at the end of the month for you. The first half of January does seem... Uh, Uh, It sees a major focus on your love life and close relationships, and money may also be a source of concern here at the beginning of the year for you. What you can do is count on good self-confidence and a fighting spirit from Mars. Mars has been trining uh, Gemini for a little while, okay? So you may still be able to be reeling from that good energy by the time this new moon comes along. What it is a great time for uh, Gemini at the time of this new moon is for you to take a second chance on a transformation that you wanted to try before but couldn't, okay? Eighth house is the house of death and rebirth, transformation, uh, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, never to be a caterpillar again. Um, you may want to try it again, try transformation again, and uh, try to see it through to the end this time. It's also a good time for reconnecting with an old business partner, eighth house here, other people's money. It may be a divine time uh, to give an old investment another shot. Or it may be a great time to reconnect with a past, lover, okay? It's a great time for making something old new again, transforming something, or for coming back from defeat, loss, or setback, okay? If anybody's being set up for a comeback from a setback, it's my Gemini's. If anybody is in a position to restore intimate relationships, it's my Gemini's. 
new life being rebirth, the rebirthing of something that died. It won't ever be back in that form again, Gemini. So go on and greet, go on and let go now. <laughs> be, be, you know, taking this divine time to get your mind wrapped around that the eighth house, which is the house of letting go. Um, <clears throat> intimate relationships get a hit this month with Mercury retrograde mostly in that sector, and you can struggle to have the emotional closeness, Gemini, that you want. You can struggle with coming up with new ways of expanding your life and making the most of the opportunities you have this month. So try not to push yourself too much with the Mercury retrograde. Business partnerships can struggle, but an old business partner might have the remedy you need, okay, Gemini? You have plenty of energy because we're talking about Mercury retrograding and an old business partner might come back and be just the new thing you need. You have plenty of energy for work with Mars entering your work sector, so do try to use that energy to your advantage and tackle the smaller tasks and projects that need to get finished and out of the way. And my dear Pisces, last but not least, you're dealing with this new moon in your 11th house of networking, friends, groups that you associate with, uh, the 11th house of humanity, of hopes, wishes, and dreams, okay? And it's uh, sextiling your sign. So I'm giving you all the title of reconnecting with old dreams can pay big. Because remember, Pisces, we're looking at the full moon here when we're talking about the new moon coming up now. You've been having... Uh, this new moon is going to set you up, Pisces, for a very productive solar transit that extends into the February 8th new moon. Um, uh, it's an excellent time for you, Pisces, to reconnect with an old friend, join an old group, rejoin an old group, or reconnect with an old group. You can recommit to an old dream, or you can take up an old cause. Mercury retrograde makes you question your dreams for the future, but this is in a permanent state, so don't make any big decisions while Mercury is retrograding, Pisces. Instead, focus on the opportunities that you have or can create so once the retrograde's over, you can hit the ground running and make progress quickly to achieve what you want. What you focus on now will pay off after... I want to say a full moon time, but you, that's really right there in line with Mercury stationing direct. So, yep, you can start looking for it around that time. Oh, my goodness, y'all, we have five minutes left. I will mention this about um, the coming week. Um, <clears throat> we start the week off with the moon in Capricorn, so the, we start the week off with that karmic Capricorn Saturnian energy, Okay. The moon does go void only for a couple of hours, which is a blip on Sunday, January 10th at 11.39 a.m. It's a blip. It's only for a couple of hours, but it's in the middle of the day, okay? So hopefully um, during that little blip, uh, we can stay focused. Mercury's going to still be retrograding, of course, so... Um, just take that divine opportunity between 11.39 and 2.22 to uh, review, renew, restore, rebuild instead of any new initiatives, okay, especially as it relates to communications and thinking. The moon does enter Aquarius Sunday at 2.22 p.m., 
Oh, I wanted to talk to y'all about that so bad. I was, I told y'all I was getting excited because Mercury's been in Aquarius, and I've just been feeling it. I, my ruling planet is Mercury, so I'm loving it, uh, and it being in an air sign. Monday, uh, the moon does go void for 22 hours, almost an entire day, uh, Monday the 11th, next week. Uh, so from 7.09 p.m. Central Standard Time on Monday until not, not until 6 p.m. on the next day, so almost a full day, um, the end of Monday and most of Tuesday, the moon will be void. Please refer back to um, any former episode, uh, previous episode, uh, for void, of course, moon information, or feel free to web search it, or feel free to Gmail me. Um, So, yeah, and then uh, as of Tuesday, 5.53 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon is in Pisces. What does that symbolize? The ending of a zodiac moon cycle. If the moon's in Pisces, then we're about to hit a whole new um, cycle in Aries next week as well. So y'all may be, we may be feeling, we usually do when it's the Pisces-Aries thing with the moon you kind of are going to feel like something's ending and a new thing is beginning, the energy, you know. Uh, Tuesday, January the 12th, 6, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, Venus trines Uranus. Uh, oh, it's just so many trines and so little time next week, y'all. Uh, Venus trine Uranus is a natal aspect shared by Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy, Leona Lewis, Patty Sanger, the millionaire matchmaker, James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, MC Hammer, and Sam Cooke. You can identify this information basically. Oh, my God. Just uh, Uranus is, you know, something new, different, original, and then Venus is the love and the money. So put it together or Gmail me. <laughs> I got to go through it, y'all. We got three minutes left. And I'm not going to get through everything. Some of the stuff I'll save for next week, kind of like I did this time. But obviously I can't just go over everything and I don't get to it because then it just keeps, it'll keep us behind. Um, Sagittarius, Venus is with this particular transit, okay, Venus trying in uh, Uranus. Venus is in your deacon and Uranus is trying your deacon. I got horoscopes for you. If you want them, Gmail me. Um, Sagittarius, deacon threes. it's going to be hitting you next between January 15th and 24th. So let, holler at me. Aries, Deacon 2. Venus is trining your Deacon, and Uranus is in your Deacon. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Aries, Deacon 3. Venus is trining your Deacon next. Gemini, Venus is opposite your Deacon, okay? Tug of war, opposition, and uh, or divine opportunity for balance. And Uranus is sextiling your deacon, okay? Gemini, deacon threes. Venus is opposing your deacon next. Libra, deacon twos. Venus is sextiling your deacon. Uranus is opposing your deacon. Libra, deacon threes. Venus will be sextiling you next. Leo, Venus is trying, deacon twos. Venus is trining your deacon. And um, Saturn is trining your deacon, okay? And so deacon three, Leo's Venus will be trining yours next. Lastly, Aquarius, Deacon 2, Venus is sextiling your deacon, and Uranus is sextiling your deacon. Aquarius, Deacon 3, Venus will be sextiling your deacon next. What I will do uh, is next week, because we're ending on 
Yeah, I just went through a transit on Tuesday. The next transit I was going to discuss on Wednesday. So I'll pick up there next week. Um, the next uh, transit is Sun trining Jupiter, more trines, and the Sun conjuncting Mercury, okay? Um, also, Mercury trines Jupiter next week. It's so good, y'all. I'll get it to you. Love you guys. See you next week. Stay connected to myastrologycoach.com. Peace.